Welcome everyone to another episode of the podcast. Quick housekeeping for you as per usual. Make sure you rate and review five stars on Apple's podcast app. Follow me on Instagram at Felix.Levine. My YouTube channel, subscribe, Felix Levine. Search it on YouTube. You can subscribe, watch everything in its full video formats as well as smaller clips and highlights. Um, and I love when you guys reach out to me. Tell me what you do like about the episodes, maybe what you don't like. That's also incredibly helpful. Um, guests you want to, to see on the show. Um, so please, please reach out to me, FelixLevineWTG at gmail.com. You can find that on my website, Felix-Levine.com, or just DM me on Instagram. Uh, I usually check those, so please, please do that. Um, it's really awesome to, to hear from you guys. And my guest today, I am super excited to have him on the show. He just recently released his special Growing Shame. Please welcome the hilarious Ian Lara. Live. Let's do it, Ian. What's up, man? Nice, to, nice to see you. Thank you so much for for trekking in all the way from uh, from the beach. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. He's always fun. Uh, and we got your sunglass case back. That's always important. Yeah, I I, I hate no to lose more. a sunglass case, especially. Yeah. With such a high fancy brand like Ray Ban, so we had to make sure we get that back. When he said Ray Ban's, like, ah, it's worth the, <laughs> worth the guy coming back for it. Um, I told you a few seconds ago, it's a little tidbit, a little story, a little something the world doesn't know about you from uh. All the uh, all the shit that's out there about you already. Word, yeah. I know people watching. Like we don't know anything about him, so he, he can say any story he wants. Um, uh, this is something a lot of people don't know about okay. me. Um, I was actually I, I was actually um, an athlete. Like I played baseball and basketball in uh, in high school. Um, a lot of people don't know. I went to one of the I went to Christ the King, which is like one of the best high school basketballs in the country. So, of course, I didn't play because it was some of the best players in the world. But you were good. We was, like, ranked, like, number six in the country. Oh, yeah. When we, That's tough. So, I didn't play, but, like, to people, for like, it's, it's still, like, levels to it. Like, to if you weren't some of the best in the world, then, yeah, we would. So, like, like if they, so if, like, if, if they weren't number six, you would have played? Like, if I would have went to, like, another high school in, in New York, yeah, I would have play uh, uh not like a bishop lachlan probably or like one of the top ones but like a regular high school like we were like the high level like we got um players in the nba like a bunch really? of players in the who, nba who, who, yeah who would I know? um uh the dude from from new orleans um um I'm, he's blank because he, he wasn't my year he 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 uh he went after i left but he's like the big he's a defense he was guarding chris paul herbert jones no nah, he's a defensive guy the point guard <laughs> Oh, Jose Alvarado. Jose, yeah, Jose Alvarado, yeah. Shout out he to was, Jose Alvarado, he was, yeah. He was, he's had a good... Yeah, I, I didn't right know him here. personally, like, like I said. He was, I, I was, was gone there. when he when he oh, was there, okay. but he, yeah, he's like... he's oh, like he's legit. He's killing it, yeah, but Lamar Odom went there. Lamar oh, Odom shit. went to Crazy King, Speedy Claxton, Shamika Hosclaw. Uh, okay. It's like a lot of basketball. It's like a basketball powerhouse, so of course I didn't play, but anybody who wasn't at that level, like if the bench, if we would have played them, or like even yeah, varsity, yeah, 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 junior yeah. varsity, varsity B, whatever, like we would... We would kill them. For sure. If you weren't like the elite. Wait, so what position you play? Point guard? Yeah, yeah. At that point, I used to. I used to How tall are you? 5'7". Oh, it's like point guard. Yeah. So people don't know. Like, people don't see. Now I don't play. I mean, I had broke my ankle like later, so I kind of yeah. stopped playing. I play for fun now, but like, people didn't know that, that yeah. like, I used to be 
um, kind of athlete. I gave up junior year though. Why? That's like important. It's important. You got to give up sometimes. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of That's people out there take. telling people to follow their dreams. <laughs> sometimes you got to give up. I'm very pro give up. I think, but that but that shows self awareness. Yeah. Like, I was like, like I'm not making point, it like, to the NBA. Not, that's yeah, 100. Some of my friends went on playing another five. They just wasted five years. <laughs> no, I, I playing. Agree. No, I agree. Yeah, but then I don't know, because I feel like I feel like sometimes if you go, if you keep going, yeah, you're right. You just kind of waste time. You waste of time. But then I feel like you learn other thing. Eh. You waste of time. If you ain't learned what you was going to learn from sports <laughs> by the time you was 16, then <laughs> I don't know what to tell Wait, you. Man. So what if you have like a what if you have like a son or daughter or a kid? Who's like, dad, like, I really want to keep doing it. But they're like, you know, they ain't going anywhere. Like, well, I'm going to get, you got to give them a fair shot. Like, you But gotta... what if they're like, in your situation, they're 16, but they actually love it. But you know, they're not going to be pro. Well, I mean, I'll be like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> you got to figure something out. Oh, this you is... think you could say that to your, to your child that you love? Yeah. I mean, you can't just, because the thing is, it's all about how you were raised. Like, you can't break that out at 17. Like, all of a sudden, you've been the supportive dad. And at 17, you'd be like, hey, man, no, you got to instill it in them young. No, but like, what if you've been supportive since you were 11, right? Or since they were like, the same, since, since, since they were like seven, they've been playing basketball seven to 17, and they still love it. You know, they're not going to be pro, but they just love it. They want to keep playing at a high, like, you just gonna be like, nah. If you want to keep playing and you're playing at that point, you like, support. that's fine. Okay. Like, if you're playing at that point. I wasn't playing. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so there was no fair argument right, that I could have made to anyone for why I wanted to be do this other than I just want to hang out with my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair thing. enough. Okay. Yeah. So then what So then what did you think, like, at that point in, in life that your life would look like down the line? It's a weird thing because, like, I hadn't found comedy at that point, but right. I always... I always kind of had this energy where I felt like I was going to do something in entertainment, but I didn't know what it was. What did you maybe imagine it could be? I had, I, I honestly, at that point, I had really no idea. At like 17, I had no idea. Like, I just thought I would be in entertainment. So then what did you, did you, did you go to college? Yeah. Where'd you go? SUNY or Westbury. Okay, so, you, so you're in New York. Yeah. And what did you kind of hope that, like, after college life would look like? Still I was pre-law. I was supposed to go to law school. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, but then you're like, fuck it, comedy. Well, I found comedy when my my senior year of college, and okay. that's when I was like, that's when I was like, oh, this is it. This is the thing that I've been thought that I've been like searching for forever. And what was it like? You just did an open mic, or you did like, how did you know that that was the thing? Yeah, I did. I, I like um for like years from high school because I was kind of like a like the funny dude in high school yeah. and a group of friends. But like all of my friends, we was all like real funny. Like we was all like funny dudes. But like I was kind of like the 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 ringleader of, of that and um i remember in college like when when i got to college with my roommate he's one of my best friends we went from high school to college together and we was just like the dudes that like we didn't we was very self-aware where we would like we figured out like very early like we don't have any of this other thing like we're not athletes we're not like in a frat we're not greek yeah. like we don't have money so yeah. <laughs> funny is our thing so yeah. this is what this is what we got to do. We just got to be funny. And that's how the girls are going to want to hang out with us. So we just want to be funny. So, yeah. So when we got to college, like, at first, like, all the kids were, like, aggressively doing other stuff, trying to, like, build their social, like, yeah, yeah. you know, get <laughs> yeah, their yeah, social, yeah. like, value up. And we was kind of just, like, laid back just with, with ourselves. Right. But then when things start winding down, because, you know, freshmen, they they go fast. Oh, like, it's fast. Like, yeah. first month, they're doing everything. Yeah. And then it starts to, like, people kind of fall into yeah. who they are and yeah. what they are. When that started to happen, then people started to figure out, like, yo, these two dudes are, are super funny. And, um, like, at, like by the end of freshman semester, like, 
people wanted to hang out with us from from girls and guys because they just was like these two dudes are like these are super silly funny dudes. Shout out to my roommate Tyreek. I'm gonna start a podcast with him to be honest. Really? Yeah. What's Tyreek up to right now? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We <laughs> we we uh, I, I I we we're still like obviously friends. We're still um cool, but. Tyreek is one of those dudes that, um, like, I I always thought he was like he's like super funny and super super talented. Um, he just didn't have like the he wasn't able to like visualize it and put it together how I was. So I kind of want to help him do that because I feel like he's a person that people gotta like should listen to whether at least if it's just radio, like a podcast because he he's super funny. Do you feel so like as in the sense that the way that comedians make jokes, like he. He would be an example of like someone who who's funny, but that needs to like get the way that comedians make the jokes, kind of. Right? Yeah, like vibe. he's he's funny and he's a personality. Right. Um. That I mean, at that point, like when when I first started um doing comedy or when I found comedy, I kind of tried to tell him like, hey man, I think you're I think you have the skill right. to do this. Like if we if we start if we do this like together, right, you right. could you know you could. We could do something with this because I think you have the skill to do this. And, you know, it kind of like he didn't have like the same vision that I had. But so like now I, I've been doing it over 10 years. Yeah. So now like I understand how to how it works 10 years more than he would like, you right. know, so. But I kind of want to help him because I feel like he's still a funny voice that people will enjoy and want to listen to. What's some of that like, um, I don't know how to put it, but like what are some of those little like tidbits that. Uh, experience has brought you in terms of, uh, you know, being a comedian. Like when you're on stage engaging, like what are some of those best, uh, you know, things that you know now that you didn't 10 years ago when you started? Well, I mean, it just becomes like a second nature kind of thing. Like the more you do it, the more it becomes a second nature thing. Um, I would equate it to like, uh, like um, when you playing basketball, like right. you you don't you don't think you don't get the ball at the top of the key, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna go right, and then I'm gonna go left, and then right, I'm gonna go right. 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 You kind of you go right, and if the defender gives you the left, then you cross back left, and if you then you bring it. So it's like a reflex like that. Well, I have that on stage where like I, I'm I'm able to like kind of you know play off like what what's happening, and I can decipher it really really fast, way faster than when I started, obviously in my head of which way to go. And also like knowing, you know, comedy has changed a lot. It's not like back right. in the day in the eighties and nineties, these dudes would come out, you could just say whatever you wanted. Like you would just come out, call I mean Eddie Murphy opens up a special by making fun of gay people. Like yeah. that's not even not only that was work back then, but that's not the really the the what people consider funny now. Like when you make fun of like making fun of gay people is like what's like that's not even that's not there's no joke in there anymore. Yeah, but I mean right, right, right. If it's like blatantly making fun, but there's still like jokes that are made about gay people or like like Chappelle talking about trans people right yeah like like I still feel like Ch I think Chappelle's I mean I think Who's he's that? <laughs> <laughs> some average, below average yeah. comedian but like like he still pushes the uh you know the buttons yeah I opened, in a, in a I've, I've opened way. for Chappelle for like a lot I've got to see him work like a ton and he's just like a genius so he's unreal so he's not the rule to this yeah yeah he's yeah. not the rule it's like it's like there's certain like Jordan, like Jordan people. You'd be like, but Jordan oh. used to take off from the free throw Wait. line. Why you can't take off from Wait, the free so, okay, throw okay. line? So, so as someone who's like seen it up front, yeah. Like what in your eyes? What makes Chappelle Chappelle? Like, I mean, he's been doing comedy over thirty years. Fair. Um, he started very young, and he's a gifted dude that put in the work. But like, what do you think? Okay, but like, why? I think he's unanimously considered the goat. 
him maybe prior. I don't believe in that. You don't believe in that? In the GOAT? No. 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 I believe this is an art and it's just what, what you're in the mood for. For Some days I will I love to watch Chappelle. Yeah. Some days I want to watch Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, that's true. I love Sebastian is, Maniscalco. Does Chappelle kill harder than Sebastian Maniscalco? No. Interesting. No, I've seen them both live. He doesn't. Interesting. It's just what you're in the mood for. It's music. They're both great. So like, no, that's, that's a fair point. So for, for, but for like a Chappelle or even a Maniscalco, what what are some of those things that that you notice um, about like how they they continue that longevity of that greatness? Yeah, like what are some of maybe the things that people can't see from on camera or when they're watching them? Um, well, Dave's really good at reinventing himself. Like he's like I know it seems like he's been stuck on the transgender thing for like a little while now. <laughs> That's just because the press says <laughs> they're, it. They're like reinventing. He's been doing transgender <laughs> for like the last four specials. Um, but he's like if you go watch his first special, like a lot of people be like. First of all, where he's at in his career, like, he's at a different level where he's kind of, like, uh, a wise, like, you know, he can he can give class kind of, like, in, right. during his comedy. But right. if you look at, like, his early stuff, it wasn't that. His early stuff, like, for what it's worth or, you know, his first uh, two specials, it's just him telling funny jokes. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, And he understands that, like, in comedy, you have to evolve. You can't stay there because the audience gets tired of you. Once you're around for so long doing it that long they see what you do on stage they get used to it and they're ready to move on to the next one so like he's evolved if you watch from the beginning to like the last special it's an evolution of like he's not the guy who he was the first one and you could if you go back to the first special that's one of the funniest specials yeah. ever yeah. and that he's ever done but he's not there but he understands that like i'm not i no longer this is not what i what my space is anymore like how do you personally try to embrace that evolution or evolve yourself I mean, I'm not at the point, I'm, I don't think I'm at the point yet where I need to evolve. I'm at the point where I need to, like, find who I am and become that. Like, mm. the evolution comes after that establishment, which I feel like I don't have. And when you say trying to, like, find who you are, like, as as a, as a, like a, as a particular brand of comedy, you mean? Not really as a brand of comedy, just exactly like, just exactly like who I am. As a person. On stage, yeah, on stage, like who I am, like what my point of view is, what I believe, like what I think, because it's a it's a weird balance because you're trying to do that, but I also like my goal is just to be funny. Like I don't, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be thought provoking, which and, some people are. Interesting. Yeah. So who, like, who's an example of someone you think is more thought provoking? Chappelle. I'm, okay, yeah, I would yeah. probably say Chappelle. But who do you think is someone that's just like just straight, not trying to thought provoke, but is just straight funny? Sebastian. Okay. Yeah, it's Kevin Hart. Yeah, I would say Kevin Hart. That yeah. was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Interesting. Is there a brand that you feel like, um, ah, you know, no. I, do you think there's a brand, like, do you think the thought-provoking or just a straight funny has more kind of longevity in general? Well, there's a, there's a world where they both collide, right. and that's Chris Rock. Yeah, actually, I, I 100% agree. Yeah. You know, I saw, I saw his, the, uh, the, his first show after the slap. Oh, did you I Boston? Was, yeah, in Boston. It's so funny because I like he's been he was he's been my favorite comedian for he's forever. Brilliant. I, I always thought he was he was genius, and I got to meet him this year. Like I I was with him for like the f two months leading up to when the slap <laughs> happened because he was at the comedy cellar. He would come by every night to run the stuff, so I got to see him run the stuff, and I got and it was this like thing. But I haven't seen him since then. But getting to like actually hang out and like speak to him and stuff was, was like. He, I think you, I think you're 100 percent right. I think he's the perfect mix. Yeah, where it's like that's that's what I think my brand of comedy is. Yeah. Where like I'm being funny, stupid, yeah. silly, but 
there's still like when you boil down my thing, I still like it to be like. But yeah, but th- what he's saying is true. That see, that's what. So so I was watching. So shout out to to your most recent special, Growing Shame. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, um, that's so on I was YouTube. Watching, I watched it. Uh, I think I'd watch. I feel like I'd watch a trailer of it a, a little a few months ago. Yeah, and then I watched obviously the full thing. Um, uh, last night. Yeah, and. That was kind of exactly what I took from it was it was like and I think that's like my personal favorite type of comedy where at the end of it, you're like, oh, wait, he kind of right about that. Right. I I mean, I love that. I love that. That type of thing. But I feel like that's thought provoking. Yeah, it it is. Yeah, it is. It's when when they mix. It's right when they mix. When they mix. Yeah. I had I had the New Yorker. Um, they did an article like with me on me and they like in it, they called me. They said that I that they thought that my comedy was similar to like a young chris rock like they that's a great and i didn't think like i didn't think that i was like no he's a goat that does things he doesn't do what i do but then from watching him live i got to see is like oh yeah i am doing that where it's like you just making these points that are that factually they stand up and factually they make sense and then you're just trying to make them funny i feel like that's when i think i don't know it's just my opinion but i feel like that's when people laugh the hardest yeah, I because mean, then they see it in them. It's it's shit that they never wanted to admit to themselves or right, say out loud, and then right. they have somebody funny, funnier right. than them, right. who's saying it in a way they're like, oh, yeah, you, for sure, you know I mean? for sure. Even like from the stage, like when I'm doing like my stuff, and like people are laughing, but I can see the pockets <laughs> of people where they're like, yeah, that's yeah. true. Like you like you see a girl talking to the friend, like yeah, that is fucking, that's true. Yeah, that's that, that's like my favorite thing too. Interesting. So when you when what's your your joke writing process? Do you like write? You write? Yeah, I write. I write it out. Like I write it out. Yeah, like I wrote. I I did the Comedy Central special. I filmed the Comedy Central special July thirty first, twenty twenty one. It it was at the Knitting Factory. At the Knitting Factory. Yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah, I've never been. Where where is it? It's right there on Brook, right off Metropolitan, right where the Metropolitan passes. It looks like a nice little venue. Yeah, it's a great rock club, great venue. It was fun. Yeah. So I did that July thirty first. But I, when I agreed to do that, I already had signed a deal during the pandemic to do a half hour for HBO Max. And then, and then Comedy Central, and that kept getting pushed back because of COVID. And then Comedy Central just offered, and they were like, hey, man, we, we're filming this in three weeks. If you want to film this in three weeks, we can. So I wasn't going to do it. And then my manager was like, just do it, man. Who knows? Like, the, the, yeah, the yeah. HBO thing will probably get pushed back. So just do it. You're right. So Jan- July 31st, I taped. And then, like, the next, basically, like, the next week, I just started, like, all right, I got to write a new half hour. So it was literally, like, just me with a pad on Mondays, like, I would always start on Mondays. Like, I'll start... That was my thing. I'll do, like... I want to do one bit per week instead of trying to write, okay. like, a bunch of things. I'll do, just do one bit per week. So on Monday, I would start the bit, like, start the joke, start telling it on Monday, and the goal is, by the weekend, have it as a bit. And how... And usually, how long is, like, one bit? Maybe, like, a minute, a minute and a half. That's how it starts off. Interesting. A minute, a minute and a half. And two then minutes, you kind of fine-tune it as you and go. And you kind of fine-tune it, and then when you get it fine-tuned, then I'll... All right, how do I start adding? How do I start adding? Adding. So that was like in August, I guess I started doing that. And now we're in May and I have probably like a new 40 minutes. Oh, shit. 35, 40 that so I'm recording this summer. To do another special? For HBO. Yeah, HBO Max. Oh, it's for the yeah. HBO Max. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I find like that's what works for me. Like I'll just get in writing mode and I'll just be like, easy, one bit per week. You can do one bit per week. And so are you at the, are you at the comedy clubs here in the city like, Every night. Every night. Yeah, and I'm on the road nonstop too. Wow. Yeah. I'm on I'm on I'm in New York. If I'm in New York, I'm at the comedy cellar, the stand, or the New York Comic Club every single night. No nights off. Nah. 
unless you're sick or something. Only nights, off, like sometimes the traveling, like because I go on the road yeah. so much, sometimes with the traveling where it's like I need tonight off because yeah. I just get back. I'll take that night off, but usually not really no nights. I, I, in all honesty, I'll take probably like one or two days off per, in a month. So how, I mean, have you always had this kind of grinding schedule? Um, been, uh, I mean, not, not, oh, I mean, uh, even when I was doing open mics, I, I was doing open mics like a lot too, like every night. Um, but now like, this is what I worked up to. Like, yeah. this is what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, especially cause it had kind of started hitting before the pandemic, um, hit when I did, I did the tonight show. I did, you know, I had some stuff going, got into the cellar. So that was like everything. I, and then it went away. Oh, yeah. So then when it opened back up, I was like. Oh no! Nah, this is just yeah. this is what I want to do. Sometimes I tell people that, and people be feeling bad for me. Like, damn, you don't get a night off, or you don't got time to hang out. You, you don't got time it. to go to bar. And I was like, oh no, nah, I, I don't want to hang out. Yeah, like, this yeah. is what I want to do. Like, yeah. this is so much fun to me. Like, this is genuinely fun to me, and they paying me to do this. <laughs> like, like this is the, this is the greatest. So you, so like when you do a, a like a, what's an average night look like? You're going from a couple. You're doing a couple different spots. Yeah, like um, average night is I'm running between. The Comedy Cellar, New York Comedy Club, The Stand, Broadway Comedy Club, Westside Comedy Club. That's five clubs in the you, city. You usually do five a night? No, I don't do five a night. I usually you go usually only do two or three. Okay. Because it's just the time thing. 30 minute sets? 15 to 20, usually. 15 to 20. Last night I did last night I did two at the Comedy Cellar, one at the Stand, one at Broadway Comedy Club. Ooh. That's four. Tonight I have two at the Stand and one at Broadway Comedy Club. Man. But have you always been this like have you always been as uh motivated i mean not really because like i remember i remember like going back to my high school days like on the basketball team there was people that was like really really motivated like yeah. they they kind of have what i have for comedy for that but like i was i always knew that i wasn't gonna be i not always like i reached a point i think it was like 15 where i was like i'm not gonna be a professional basketball player like I'm just not like it's you know it's it's not work and you'll get it. it you also need a certain type of skill yeah. that I didn't have yeah um to make it professionally yeah they but, gotta tell us that yeah they don't ever tell you that like bring nah, me to high nah, schools nah, I'll tell nah, the kids listen <laughs> yeah, listen give up yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but it's true though because like they yeah. say oh hard work hard work. but somebody you gotta have no. this yeah like, no you gotta have the skill or you gotta be like crazy physically like gifted yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> they don't tell you that. They don't tell you that. So, so like I didn't, I didn't continue to have that drive for yeah. it like other people had who also didn't make the NBA. Um, <laughs> but when I found comedy, which it was something where I felt like I found when I found comedy, I finally felt like I was like how all of my like my friends in high school who was the stars yeah, yeah, in yeah. basketball, like these were these were the guys like yeah. the the stars yeah. where everything was. They was like celebrities in high school because they were some of the best players in the country. I, when I found comedy, I was like, I can be that with this in a great, in a way bigger scale. Mm -hmm. So I, I put all my all into it like immediately. And then when you start to get like, when you, it kind of just feeds you. Like when you start to get like some stuff, you kind of just feeds you. You just want to constantly like do it and create. How do you, you know, I guess keep yourself like work hard, but also kind of find a balance too. Cause you know, time for a balance to what? Like, I don't know, like just to, to have a life that's not just like if you want to go out with your friends you know romantically like yeah I, still... I don't really go I, I haven't went out with my friends in a really long time really yeah and then, you're just you're just fucking working yeah i'm I'm just working yeah i'm that's I'm, awesome though i'm just working i haven't had time which is kind of like a shame because like when i hang out with my friends it's some of the funniest times 
And I hang out with professional comedians every day, but yeah. when I'm with my friends, like <laughs> the amount more. of laughter yeah. is just like is un un untamable. But but like right now is like I don't know how long. I mean, not that, but like right now I'm I'm what people want. You know, people yeah. booking me yeah. like they want me on stuff. They, they I'm like I'm I'm on everything. So it's like yeah, hell yeah. So, I want so during that, so during the day, what do you usually do? Like when you get up to before you're you go on set i get up i go to the gym that's what i did today i get up i go to the gym i try to get like a little workout in i have i, I got like a ton of email not a ton but like i get emails and yeah. stuff from like my agents maybe i have an audition or whatever like a a, a a tape audition i'll do the tape audition maybe i'll have a call or meet, zoom meeting or whatever right, right, right. i'll do that um if i'm not if i don't have any of that i'll try to write maybe i watch like some of the sets from last night see how if there's anything i could add to like the joke if, I, if there's something new i'm working on let me try to figure this out and then sometimes i have a podcast like today yeah and i'll come do this and then it, just the show tonight it's such i mean i always whenever i have the comedians and i always think you guys have such a like an interesting I mean, so, some would say like we don't have interesting lives, but I think you guys like it's such a it's such a different kind of life than I guess the average. Human different being. for sure, yeah. You know, it's just like because sure. it's more of like a night oriented. Oh, for, for sure, yeah. That job. that that's like the battle. That but like, right, right, but the but the but the work comes during the day, really. That's what the, you have to put in the work, you know. And and then there's just like no boss or manager to be like, hey, yeah. There's no work. one on your at like you could get up at three p.m. today yeah. if you wanted. Technically. Yeah, I could have. Yeah, I could do that every day mostly. But that, but I get up at like nine or ten. Yeah, yeah. But there's I'm like, a, I'm up at like eight thirty to be honest. But there's like that inner drive that keeps you going. Yeah. But like, what sure. do you, is it? Is it just like, is it being successful? Is it being rich? Is it being like, what is it that you think at the core is what? Well, makes I had, you wake up I with? had when I finished college, I, I I got the day like I had a day job. I was working for for um, Delta Airlines okay. at LaGuardia Airport, and shout out to. LaGuardia Elport Delta fam those, those people were great I had a great time Working there But like I did that for like Six seven years And I realized What was the What was the position I was working on a ramp In okay. the okay. thing Cause it was very flexible right. For me I was able to do comedy At night at and night. work okay, gotcha, gotcha. It was perfect It was beautiful Um and I got to realize, I got to like experience what work, actual work right, is. Like right. I was, I used to, my shift used to be 6.30 in the morning to 7 p.m. at night, three to four times a week. That's what I used to do. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's a double. So you do all your hours. So you have three uh, days off. So okay. I had days off to do. So, and I used to do that. And then I would finish Good. at 7.30 at night and Good get in my folks. car and drive to the city, do open mics. So I wasn't doing like these A rooms, comedy right, cellar right, with all right, these right, beautiful right. people in there. Yeah. That's not what I was doing. I was doing... Uh, open mics where it's like it's it's some comics some homeless people some you never know what you're gonna get there so i got to experience what waking up at like four in the morning right. five in the morning every day is to go and and just to make like you know ends meet basically these people wow. and and for me i was just like i don't want to do this like this is tough this is very tough yeah. this is a tough life for me to do i'm not like i can do it i did it for for a year, cause I I never found glamour in like a starving artist. Like I was never yeah. gonna be. Not that I had money, cause I didn't have money, but I had enough money where I wasn't like poor right. or or broke. You right. know, I also lived at home for like a while too, so that helped. But like I was never gonna be the artist. It's like yeah, I'm trying to do comedy, so now I'm living on the street. Like nah, I was like if anything, I just won't. Like I'm not gonna sleep, but I'm gonna do comedy and I'm gonna work, cause I'm not. I mean, that's one thing. Like from my parents. That immigrant mentality is like you want to follow your dreams. That's fine, but we you you got to work. Everybody works, so that's, that's what you got to do. So when I got to the point where it's like, 
I get to do what I want now. Yeah, like, yeah. I not not really what I want, but like really what I want. Cause like I could just not go to work tonight. I could just not go to the what, show. But what would what would really really what you want look like? What I'm doing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But that to me that's like beautiful. Like sometimes I have beautiful. some family members. Like even like my dad and stuff. They'll they'll bring it up. You know, family members, whatever. Because I'll try, like, I'll go on a, a like when I, I'm touring now. So it's like, you sometimes you you're in so many different places. Right. Like I I got I got two weeks off now. This because okay. I was on the road, probably like eight ten weekends in a row, and I just got two weeks off. And then June I'm hitting it again. June I got Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I'm going to Israel for ten days doing a tour oh, in really? Israel. Yeah. Then I'm coming back filming a special. Then I'm going to Vegas for a week. Then I'm coming back doing a couple shows. And I'm going to Aruba for a week for shows, not for vacation. You mix both, but. It, <laughs> Some sometimes people's like, yo, that schedule is crazy. Like, how could you do that every day? And I'm like, you wake up at 5 a.m. every day and go to work. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, do you do you think that one of the reasons why you don't see this, like, like that you find so much pleasure in this type of schedule is because you like you remember when those days that you did work at LaGuardia where you had to get up really fucking early. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like is that is that yeah. fully where that kind of mo- motivation or like now you feel like it's so much easier because you did that. Yeah, of course of course 100%. That that like that's what I'm getting at where it's like one that was way harder than what I do right, now right. because this was I was going to work for a job that I didn't love. Like right. who loves loading bags into a, a, a plane. I mean, obviously you, you do it because you can make some money and right. it's not a it's not a, a tedious job, at least mentally. You could go in and you could and not 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 to say that people don't love it, because the people that I had there, they did enjoy it. And even me, I did enjoy it. It was fun and it was like a, a camaraderie between yeah, me right, and the coworkers. Right, right. So I don't want to say like I but it wasn't what like I wasn't passionate about it. I actually loved the job, but I wasn't passionate about right. it. Like now I get to do what I'm passionate about and there's people that, Want who want to see it? Yeah. One, there's huge like HBO comedy, like the people who I look up Comics, want, want to give biggest, me money for it. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> this is the greatest thing that ever. That, that. I think it's. All, I mean, look, I, I think even just listening to for like the past twenty minutes, it's like that's the kind of stuff. Especially like knowing we were talking about earlier, like you grew up in Queens, yeah. So like born and raised in New York, yeah. Um, these are like the best type of stories, you know. I th- and yeah. I think that, like, I hope that people that are listening, it's are uh, there people listening? I, <laughs> I hope <laughs> if there's anybody listening, <laughs> um, that like that, that like that resonates because, like, I don't know. I like I think that that's m- very inspirational. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of, at the root of it. Like, you're doing you're doing what you love, and it's only for you to determine what you love. Yeah, and that and that I think is the root of like all happiness. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, career-wise, I can say that so far to this point in my life, I'm 31 now. You're and you're so young. Yeah, until this point in my life, I'm I'm happy to wit that I was able to find something that I'm really passionate yeah, about yeah. that I enjoy, and then people give me money for it, which is <laughs> like I know it. Does, I know it sounds like yeah, you work people give me money, but like I did it for free for right. seven years. Right. So. Right. When you think about when you look at it like that, where it's like they want to pay me how much for that, yeah, it's yeah. just like that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, so so for you, like, do you are you a goal setter? Yeah. So like, do you like map out? Okay, at, when I'm 35, 40, or 45, or 50, like I got to be hit these. I don't try to. I don't set. I don't set macro goals like that. Where it's like where it's, some people be like, oh, by the time I'm 35, I want to be 
a millionaire and it's like, what if you're a millionaire at 36? Yeah, yeah. Did you fail? Yeah, like, yeah. The, that's like a macro goal. I try, I try to set micro goals where it's like, if I do these things, then the other things would logically fall into place. So it's like, if I continue to write jokes and continue to work on my craft, get on stage, don't cheat the audience, don't cheat myself, then other things will fall into place. So I can't control the other things. I can just control the micro ones. So I, I set micro goals. Like when I was like three years into comedy, I started, I, I just came up with the, I don't know if I heard it somewhere or if I came up with it. I, to be honest, I don't want to take credit for it. Maybe I heard it somewhere. But what I started doing was I, I bought it. I bought a calendar, one of those big calendars. Yeah. And I put them like over, I put it on the wall next to my bed. Yeah. And in the calendar, I would write on the date, whatever, what's today's date? The, it doesn't matter. I would write, <laughs> I would write the Point. spots that I did today Okay. on the, on the day. I would do it for the okay. whole month. And at the end of the month, I will add it up. And at the bottom, I'll put, all right, I did 35 spots this month. Then at the end of the year, I would add up all the spots that I did for the year. Wow. And if, if you know, first year I did 300 spots, I'm like, all right, well, the goal for next year is to do 400 spots, you know? When I hit 400, the goal is now 500. You still, you still have that? Yeah, I still have it to this day. I have the last seven well, years. I can tell you everywhere I've wow. been on stage that night. That's See, that's awesome. Right. And it was also a it's thing like, where like... like gratitude too. Like just like, sure. you know, appreciating where you've come. Sure. It was also a thing where like on a day I didn't perform, I would put an X. A big X in red. So it's like, once I looked at my calendar, if it had a lot of X's, oh, yeah. that was like a sign to me, like, dude, you're not working. Uh, like, look at the look at your calendar. It's full of red X's. You're not yeah. working. So the goal was to, like, not have red X's up there. Damn, you're holding yourself accountable. Yeah, I have to, because I don't have a boss that will. Yeah, you are your own boss. Yeah, so it's easy for me to just it's, not it, do it. Being your shit. own boss is like, is, like, the best and the scariest. It is. You got to have a certain type of, like, drive and... Fuck. Discipline. And so, and so, like, are you still able, like, I mean, I know you say you don't have that much time to, like, hang out with, with friends and all that, but, like, even, I mean, I, so I listened to you on, on Hannah Byrne and you had uh, some, some very interesting, uh, like, dating takes or dating yeah, stories. Yeah, people um, That was a great podcast stories. for people. They should go listen to that. <laughs> shout out to Hannah. Um, shout out Hannah Burner. Shout out Hannah she's so She's so cool. I, I she remember said, when we did the podcast, like, right after we finished, she's like, this, people are going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she sat right where you're sitting. And funny enough, so I don't know if you know this, Hannah's mom, Lenore, yeah. was my middle school principal. Oh, really? I knew Hannah came from money. Yeah. <laughs> New York City public school. That's not (laughs) maybe principals a little better, but um, but and that and that middle school is down the street. Oh, okay. And uh, so I, when I grew up, I always knew Miss Burner was the principal, yeah, not Hannah Burner, yeah. And then I went to the high, I went to high school, and Hannah went to the same high school, but she was like, she was mad good at tennis, as she yeah, she was tennis, yeah. Um, and uh, so then she left or whatever. But so, so then I saw her like just a couple years ago for the first time ever. But I'd always, I'd always known her, her mom, which is yeah. Hannah's, cool. Hannah's like, Hannah's such a, a a boss girl. Like I, I, hundred percent. I'm, I'm uh, attracted to like women who do stuff like that because not attracted. Like I'm just mean like I, I, <laughs> no. I, I like love I the energy because. I feel like a lot of times women is like the ultimate underdog story because it's just like so much difficult, more difficult to do anything as a woman, especially succeed like in in a thing. And like people that just figure it out, like my agent, my manager is a guy, but then my agents, they're all women. Like I I have like four women who are like these young, hungry women who I'm like, yeah, this is dope. Like I want these women that are trying to be like boss 
you know hannah's hannah's like that yeah yeah where well, it's honestly, like, I, I noticed that even about like i feel like you and hannah very similar in that sense of like go go get it like self-motivated yeah i mean i remember when hannah first came on the scene like there was you know the the comedy community could be very like protective of the yeah, community and yeah. you never want to feel like somebody who like wasn't putting in the work, like right. getting some type of thing that you feel right. you should be getting. So I feel like she got that a lot when she first came in, but like she put in the work. Like That's so at this point it's like you can't say it's nothing. It's so interesting like she's you doing said the that because like when I was when I first kind of started hearing about Hannah, yeah. I didn't I didn't even put two and two together like the that she, her mom was my principal. But yeah. um she because she came from reality TV, yeah, I could imagine yeah. that Oh, here's this, you know, little superstar reality right, TV right. tennis player, whatever. Right. We're not gonna give her sets at the cellar, or the right, stand, or whatever. Right, right, yeah. And just because she can make so, a few jokes here and there, yeah. but she's she's the type of person that'll grind so hard. Yeah, she will work at being a better. Right. Community. She and she's self aware. Like she's not. Yeah. She's not clueless. Like she knows that. Oh, that yeah. energy, Very smart. That that energy was there when yeah. she first uh, yeah. came on the scene. But you keep showing up and you keep, you keep doing, doing these doing shows. The thing. You keep doing the thing. At certain point, it's like, I, yeah. It's See a comic. Where'd you go? You know, there was one thing that you guys talked about that I that I actually wanted to 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 pick your brain about because I think it's very interesting. Is so well, I don't want to even spoil the episode, but you said like doing nice things for women. Yeah. So you gave the example of bringing your friend to I believe it was the dentist or a girl that you had seen or whatever girl I was dating. Yeah. Um, and and like finding that like fine line between like showing interest but also just being a good dude without like you you framed it better than i'm than i'm able to yeah to i mean it, it. It, it's so funny because a lot of people I, like that's like but i agree with what you were like saying is what i'm getting about. at <laughs> yeah that's like one of the things in the show i mean the show just had watched it watch the podcast yeah, i think it, i haven't watched it but I, I get so many people like even on the road i get people that come out to shows like hey i saw you on the podcast i thought that was it was such a funny like because okay this is, this is my theory like you have like you made a great point where you said you basically said like if you're if she if she had said to you like oh I gotta get to the dentist like what what are you not gonna say like you need a ride especially yeah. if you know she's I'm no off ride. during the day yeah, you're and off I have a car and you're a nice guy right and and listen I never want to make it seem I'm never trying to sell myself like I'm a I'm the nice guy no. like who doesn't. <laughs> Who doesn't hurt women? Who loves women? Like, listen, I, you know, whatever on whatever spectrum it is, I'm just saying I'm not a dick. Yeah, like that's just yeah. I'm not a dick. But like, I I'm I'm sure that you know there's stuff I've done things that are dickish, you know, for sure. But like, I'm not a dick. So it's like, I don't care if you if I'm like. But some women I've I've had women tell me that doing that is being a dick. Like doing favors for a girl that really? you don't have, like, because they theory. say it's leading her on, and it's like, Come am on. I leading her on or am I giving her a ride to the dentist? That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> a good quote. Yeah, which <laughs> am I leading her on or am I giving her a ride to the dentist? Yeah, which one? See, they're also like, like, what happened to like being a gentleman? Like, you can't be a gentleman without like, you right, know what I mean? Right. I'm from like a world, and this might sound, this might see, this might be controversial. It's gonna uh, get you oh, taken good, off, good, good, demonetized good. for this. Yeah. Nah, but um, I'm one of those dudes that's like. You can be the, you can be a guy that sleeps with a lot of women. Yeah. There's a difference between a guy who sleeps with a lot of women yeah. and is a gentleman and a guy who sleeps with a lot of women and is a dick. Yo, I agree. Those are not the two the same people. For sure. Like they're not at all. Like, well, even on the women's side, there's women that can sleep with a lot of men and 
because and be a very lovely woman. Yeah. And and women that sleeps with a lot of men and be a complete asshole. Right, right. And it goes for both. Right. I'm not the dick. Like right. I'm not that guy. So no matter what so I'm doing, if I'm single, no, if I'm single, <laughs> if I'm single and I'm dating, yeah. like if I'm single and I'm dating, like every woman I'm dating, I respect. Like right. I'm not. Oh, hundred percent. I'm not. I have. You know. You, no, we all I know, know exactly people. What you're we saying. all know people who's saying. like they're dating women, and I'm like, it seems like you don't even like. Do you like women? Because it seems like you're yeah. just <laughs> using them for sex, which is like I just, I just, I enjoy them. Like I think they're cool. Like I like to hear their perspective. Like I'm really attracted to women. I. <laughs> <laughs> but you also th there was one other thing that you said that I thought was interesting was like getting to know like you just want to get to know them I said this to my friend the other day and just laughed in my face where I was like I don't understand the people that that can hook up with somebody and like borderline not even know their last name yeah I you mean I've done that <laughs> so I'm one of those people but I'm saying like you don't, but not knowing anything about them yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you so like okay but like the majority of people that you that you hook up with you know well i don't know about amount. numbers i don't i don't want to quantify anything but I, I i'll just say this i'll say this it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if i know you know your last name it doesn't matter if you're a girl walking off the street or if you're a girl that i'm getting to know personally i'm still not disrespectful of course, yes. No matter what. Yes, so, yes. like, I'm still going to extend... Obviously, a girl who I have a connection with is going to be different. But, like, even the girl who I don't is, like, I'm still going to extend, like, natural... And I don't even think it's, like, guy to women or women to guy. It's right. just natural human courtesy. Like, I know yeah, guys human. who, like, hook up with girls and they'll just kick them out in the morning. Like, yeah. you got to go. Get out. Like, yeah, and I'm like... Yeah, yeah, that's fucked up. I mean, obviously, we've been there where you want the girl to get out. But, like, I would never <laughs> say that. <laughs> the post not clarity yeah like but, you, but some that guys would be like get out like nah, i have friends who's like just, yeah just, i just, just, just get them out yeah it's she's like i don't care like I, i'm done no, get them out, no. get out yeah no it's just disrespectful. so it's like that's the difference between the two types of of guys and i'm not saying this like i always worry with is like because sometimes you watch a podcast or you hear a guy talking you like i'm not saying this like to have girls reach out to me like hey i heard you're a nice guy like don't do that because you might set yourself up <laughs> for failure but i'm just saying i i generally try to be a gentleman yes. when i when i'm dealing with women there's you could be a gentleman and still date around you know gentleman doesn't mean yes. one wife no i yeah 100 100 percent. yeah wait so how many girls last names do you not know I don't know. I mean, like, I know every girl. I know every girl that I've hooked up with. Yeah. Like, I know them. But there's, like, if you ask me, like, what's his la the, her last name? I was like, oh, I don't remember her last name. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But I know all of them. Like, I could probably reach them if I wanted to right now. Like, it's no, it's no strangers. Maybe it's like a couple strangers. <laughs> yeah, where I was like, I don't, I wouldn't even know, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah, like sometimes, like the, I told the story of Hannah about the girl who like gouged my eyes. Like I don't know who she is. Wait, <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> Do you mind just just refreshing it for individuals that haven't heard this? Yeah, awesome story? I don't. Well, this is a thing. Story. I was, I was Minnesota, on. I was, yeah, I was on the road, and I had met this, uh, this girl after the show, and we were like, this was like five over five years ago. We were like, uh. It had to be seven years ago because I had just got LASIK for the first time. We were we were uh, we were drinking after the show. She wanted to hang out. She uh, wait. So she comes up to you after the show. She like yeah. as like a fan. Like oh, nice to meet yeah. you. Like okay, yeah, okay. like oh, that was so funny. You had a good time. Yeah. What are you doing after the show? And I'm like, oh nothing. I just go back to my hotel. She's like, oh, let's go grab a drink. There's like this restaurant right across because it's in the in the Mall of America. This restaurant right across and we went had a couple of drinks or whatever we got i got like really really drunk i used to i used to i mean it was my early 20s so i used to like be more like yeah. i don't really do that anymore like 
um thing because one COVID like changed things and also like I I, I have I have no uh interest in that world anymore um like I used to but because it's new at first it was new you know yeah. it's like a, the first time you go out yeah. on the road and now you have like you you're you're experiencing like oh women are yeah. attracted to so but I, I I'm over that that phase but. Um, but anyways, we went back to the hotel room. We got drunk. We went back to the hotel room. We were making out, hooking up, whatever. And in the middle of it, she took her two thumbs and starts ramming her her thumbs into my eye, like pressing down Wait, on is them. She, okay, my question when I was hearing this. So is she saying like, oh, like you like that? Or She's like, not saying anything. So she, so y'all are, so y'all are hooking up. Yeah. She, she's on top. Yeah. And she just takes both her thumbs. Yeah. And starts, like, it's, it seems like she's grabbing the back of my head and pressing the thumbs. Had she done anything, like, had she, like, choked you before? No. Done anything that would suspect that she could then do something quite, like, Nothing. very kinky? Nothing. Type. That was first base. <laughs> Imagine second. That was first base. She just started pressing. To... Wait, so you had just gotten LASIK, which is, like, the funniest part of the story. Yeah, I had just gotten LASIK, like, how like, long... probably, like probably, like, four months prior. And so, so I, wait, when you have LASIK, do they tell you like really be careful with like things going? I mean, when you head. don't have LASIK, really be careful with things <laughs> yes. going inside your eyes. <laughs> Let alone if you just had an operation. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do it. Um, but wait, wait, my question is, you didn't even say like, oh, I said nothing. First of all, I, first I was meant. I, I'm actually doing this. I'm doing it on stage now. I wasn't telling this joke, the joke on stage, but I'm doing it's it on stage now because I'm just like men, like. And I'm not, I'm not making, like, the joke is not that men, it's harder to date when it comes to men, but, like, I'm like, I don't know if women realize, but when it comes to sex, there's a freedom that they have of stuff that they can do that, to a certain extent, that men will play along because we never want to feel like, oh, we don't know what's, what's in now. So as, like, a 23-year-old new guy, I was just, I was like, I guess this is what white women do in Minnesota. This is just a, <laughs> this is just a new shit. Like, that. <laughs> Wait, so how long did the eye, eye gouging last? It was, it's, a, it's blurry because it, I was, I was drunk. <laughs> yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. I was, I was like, I was, like, drunk. So it was, part of me was like, did that happen? Did not, did that not happen thing? But then I woke up the next day and my eyes were really, really irritated. Like, and I was like, oh, no, it definitely happened. I had to go see a, a, a doctor in the mall. Yeah, this is why I, I don't do. Wait, this. so was the hookup good at least? I I mean no, I was almost blinded. The, it, <laughs> but what do you think I'm going around now? Like, hey babe, try this, try this. Try this. <laughs> I learned in Minnesota. Damn, and she didn't say anything afterwards. Like, no, oh, I text how, my I text my friend who like this is like if if there's like a new shit going on, new sex, <laughs> he would know. Like, he's yeah, he's like, a dog. But he's not a dog. He's like just a fuck boy yeah, guy. Like, yeah, he yeah. Does, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm up on it. And I asked him, I called him, and he's like, dude, nah. I've never heard of this. He's like, I've had sex with women all over the world. I've never heard of this. <laughs> and then he was like, ask her. And I was like, I think I text her like just to like see like, are we cool? Like, what happened? And then she she didn't say anything about it, so I didn't say anything about it. We just moved on. Now do, I got this story I tell on podcast. Does she? And, does she? Uh, does she like follow you? Do you, like? If no, she, I have no idea who she is anymore. So she, damn, I'm so curious to hear like what her side is like. If she thinks that's like a real sexy like turn on. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would, I would venture to say she might say it didn't happen. Mm. I would because so you think if she was, if she wasn't like, if you guys hadn't like drank or whatever, she wouldn't have <laughs> gouged her eyes like that. Well, you know, sometimes when you, 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 I'm sure like when you've hooked up with somebody, sometimes they get so into it, they'll start like digging uh, their hands into like your back or something. And I, I guess it was like something along those lines. And you had to get LASIK again, I, I heard. Yeah, not because of that, but I just got oh. it again. Yeah, <laughs> not because of that. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you, you didn't have any like bad repercussions from? No, this? I mean I was I had to get back on like steroid eye drops for like two two weeks more. Like again. Any know. any other bad uh, any other like weirdest kind of hookup stories? I mean, I have a ton of them. I, I don't want to. I kind of don't want to uh, retell the same ones I I got told on. Any uh, any new any new ones that you haven't? No, I don't have any new ones anymore because I'm not like I don't go on dates like that anymore. Like this was like a time in my early twenties where I was going on dates, and also not only was I going on dates, but I was like really mining dates for material. So it's not that I would oh. go like trying to get material, but once when something started going south. When a normal person would have left, I was like, "Let's see how this plays I out." I always wondered if comedians did that. I but like, would you laugh in the like? Were you laughing in, in your head like, "Damn, it's just no." In the in the time you don't laugh. No, in the time you don't laugh. It's not a funny matter in the time. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, it's not a laughing matter. You you think about calling the authorities. But like, but, what's like a what's like a weird like a weird one where you're just like, "What am I like?" Where you stayed maybe a little too long, and. And you're like, uh oh, I, I the one where the I almost lost my vision. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's one where I stayed a little too long. But I've had scenario like that was probably the one where I was physically like I was physically hurt that, that time. <laughs> I was physically damaged, so what, that was the, the worst about one. Mentally damaged, but that that was the worst one. And now we're just going to take a quick break to talk to you about my longtime sponsor in U.S. Wellness Meats. At uswellnessmeats.com, you can choose from over 350 foods raised the way nature intended. That includes 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, lamb, bison, elk, and dairy. They also have pasture-raised heritage pork, wild-caught seafood, and pasture-raised poultry. These are some of the host of foods that you can find at uswellnessmeats.com where the owners are the actual farmers themselves and now they've introduced a subscription food delivery service and curated sample farm bundles. Choose the bundle of food you want to receive every month and they'll deliver it right to your door automatically. It's never been easier to serve your family real, honest-to-goodness food without the junk. U.S. Wellness Meats is the choice of championship sports teams, professional athletes, chefs, world-class trainers, and families just like yours all over America. Use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to save 15% off of every order at uswellnessmeats.com. Now let's get back into it. I mean, mentally, I've had a couple ones. That, I mean, I remember one time, that I, I was, one time I was, uh, I'm not going to say where I was because <laughs> I still know this girl, but I, I, I don't still know her, but she still, like, I, don't, I haven't spoken to her in years, but I'm, she still knows me. So if I was supposed to, I don't want to get back to her. So I was, at a, I was in a place on the road or whatever, and I, same situation, I met, a, I met a, and that's the thing too, like, I remember at that time, like, I was going on the road and it was crazy because I, I had a hotel. But these women would like bring me back to their place, which is, and I would go along with it. Like, why like, you why, bring them to the hotel? Yeah, I'm like, why? Because I was dumb. Like, this is this is what Wait, I'm so saying. You like, never bought them. So you always went to their. That's also not so. always, but I'm saying like oh, in yeah. these specific stories and like rogue ass cities. No. Yeah, in these specific stories. Yeah, I don't. I don't do it anymore. Like, I don't do that. I don't. This is like early twenties. For it's literally like mo like ninety eight percent of the stories are like first year going on the road. Okay, okay, and you know. Trying to be like a rock, yeah, like a, like rock, a rock star yeah. thing, um, but yeah. So this girl, she brought me back to to her place, and it like it was in it was like the city was a nice city, it was like a nice city, okay. but the place that she lived, yeah, was like I didn't know that this city had this type of place where it wasn't the hood, like it wasn't like yeah. hood, like yeah. gangster. 
but it was like some of the most like run down buildings that I've ever seen. Mm. Like it was like these 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 are like slums. Okay. But it wasn't the hood. Like it's not like I like you walk out and you feel like you're gonna okay. get robbed or okay. shot or anything like that. It, it it seemed like a normal neighborhood, but just the buildings, the architecture of the building was just like <laughs> these are slums. These are rundown slums. Yeah. So I went over, I I go to I go to this girl's place and I walk in the building, again, slum. Like I'm like, I haven't like you only really see about this like on TV. Like it looked like the building is just not updated on anything. Right, right, right. right. And we get back to her place and what till this day, it was eight, seven, eight years ago, till this day, it is the most, the filthiest apartment building I have ever seen. Like the filthiest apartment. Like, like what, I, I went like in there, it. I went in, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will describe it. I went in there, first of all, I remember I walked in, like the dishes were not only overflowing, but like it was dirty dishes all over like the surrounding area of the, of the kitchen. Like, so it was like dishes overflowing and then dirty dishes all over the thing the living room like you walk in the living room had clothes like thrown in like it, it looked like somebody like somebody got their laundry and and they took it out and it was still dirty so they just took out all the clothes and started throwing <laughs> it against the wall like like fuck this laundry place like that type of anger um she she offered me to sit on the couch right first i went to the bathroom the bathroom was like because it had all the things of like a woman's bathroom, which can be messy, like makeup all yeah, over the yeah. place. But then it also had dirt. <laughs> so that, <laughs> so it was two things. It had two, two, two bad things going. Right. And you had to go to, to, to her room to like what get the, to the, what the room looked like. To get to the bathroom. She, mattress on the floor, of course. Mattress on the floor. Um, she had a bowl, like I guess it was like spaghetti, I guess, that was like next to the bed. There was no spaghetti in it. It just had the sauce. <laughs> it just had the spaghetti sauce it's in been it. there for ten yeah. days. In it, um, I went and sit on the couch. We like oh, I the used couch the that had all the clothes. Yeah, she like she like cleaned. I went to the bathroom. She like cleaned it up. And by right. cleaned it up, I mean she took the cl the clothes and threw it on the floor. <laughs> she took the clothes on the couch and threw it on the floor. So I went to I went to the bathroom. I came back out and I uh, I was wearing a hat. Right. Wait, so when you go to the bathroom, you think like, what the fuck is going, like? What's going through your head? You like, yeah. But I was very young and stupid. And you were at horny. that time. Yeah, and at that time, like. You don't know what, like, I just thought this is what the road is. <laughs> okay. Like, this is what you're supposed to do on the road. I was young and I was single. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, she was very pretty. Okay, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't like her apartment. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was the opposite of her apartment. <laughs> yeah. She was very attractive. Um, I took my hat off and I put it, like, on the arm of the couch. And she was sitting, like, where you're sitting. Yeah. So I put the... I put the hat right here. So we're having a conversation. Yeah. We're talking like this. Like, yeah, whatever. I'm her kitchen's over there. So like I'm trying to keep eye contact, but I keep seeing the dirt. The dirt that's all over in the in the yeah. thing. But I'm looking at her yeah. and we're having a conversation. In the middle of the conversation, she like reaches over me. Like she reaches over me and like flicks my hat like this. Like over my body. I'm I I, I sort of slow motion. She flicks my hat. On top of my hat, there was a roach. On, I, I know it sounds like it sounds no. like a sitcom, like I'm making this up. I sort of got on top of my house. It was a, on top of the thing. It was a roach on top of the hat, and she flicked it off, and the roach like flew into the thing. And with an energy of like, girl, like you ain't have to do that. Like, like this is both our place. Like, why you, why you acting like that? That was the energy of the roach. Um, and she said nothing about it. Like she, like it was just a roach on my hat, and she said nothing about it. I said nothing about it. Like you said, I said nothing about it. Wait, but like she didn't even go to like kill it. Like take it. was no, just she like not nah, go. 
Just flipped it. <laughs> it flew off. Um, crazy part of the story. You didn't say any. You, you, you I said nothing. React? No, bro. No, no. I said You're nothing. Wild. This this so was wait. like a point in my life where and I was then, like, and then you hooked up with her. Yeah. <laughs> She was hot. She was just very attractive. She's very attractive. <laughs> and that shows you the man's mentality. And it was weird because, like, she was physically very clean. Like, so what's wrong with her? Well, she had a roommate. She said it was her roommate. Mm. <laughs> but long story short, I left. I took a shower. <laughs> long story short, she invited me back the next day. Right? Don't tell me you're going. I go. I came back the next day. I came back the next day. I said I came back the next day, and the place was spotless. So I didn't know was this a figment of my imagination? <laughs> Did last night really happen, or was this like the next night the no. spot the place was spotless? But were you drunk the first night? Like could no. You? So you no, I drove there. Okay. No. So maybe. <laughs> She just cleaned it. <laughs> she just cleaned it. She just cleaned it, yeah. So I'm like, oh, so you understand clean. <laughs> it's not that you don't understand. That's wild. The second day, this probably was a spotless, yeah. Mattress still on the floor, though. Can't, you can't, can't fix everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still stuck on the roach. So when she flicked it, like, you weren't afraid that it was going to come back on you? I mean, nah. I mean, listen, like, I'm, I, you know, I was born in Brooklyn and East New York. Like, I'm not afraid yeah. of roaches, but yeah, but it's, I don't like, want it on my hat. Especially if you're about to make love. Yeah, I don't want it. Well, that's, you're using the term loosely. Make <laughs> yeah. love. That's not what we made that night. Um, I, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't want a roach on my, I'm on on your hat, on my hat. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm with you on that one. I didn't want that. I didn't want that either. But it's also like, what am I going to say? Like, what am I going to get into a fight with her about her roaches? Nah, but like maybe like, oh, like let's kill the roach before we do anything. Why? There's more. <laughs> you think it's just one? You think it's just one roach? You saw where the dishes were. If anything, I felt like I was in their space. Like I, I was like, we'll leave and let the roach have the couch. Wow. That's the. I mean, but that's like when you out when you, when you if if that's the life you're living when you're out and you're dating and you're not one of those dudes that's gonna like. Put your foot down and kill the proverbial roach. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, then that's the type nah, of stuff but, you nah, want. You into. know what I respect though about her? What? That the second night she like like she cleaned the place. She did, yeah, she did clean it. Like yeah. she, it shows that she maybe was like, ah, right, fuck, you caught me at a bad time. Yeah, the building was still a piece of shit. <laughs> okay, but yeah. When I got in there, okay, I was like, yeah, this, but, this is okay. But also, I think it was perspective wise. When I say spotless, it wasn't the <laughs> night before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Was, I don't know if it was spotless. It just wasn't the night before. Just, yeah, and it's crazy because like I'm a neat freak. Like you come into my place, my place is spotless yeah, all yeah. the time. Like, yeah, yeah. All right, what are you gonna do? You live and you learn. You know. What about? Was there ever a like you were ever in a in a situation where you like actually felt like in danger? In danger? Where you were like, wait, like you felt like like this girl was like. Something was very, very off. You were like, uh, I don't know about this. One time I went on a date with this girl. I, I didn't say I was like, in, I, I felt physical danger, but I just felt like the vibe was weird because um, I like trying to shorten it up. She was, she was, and again, these stories all happened within like a year of it's each crazy. other. Like it was like a year where I was just great out material. there. Yeah. Um, she was, and she, she's great. She's a great person. She's a cool person. We actually dated 
for like a uh, like a couple months after this. So she turned out to be like a cool person. But on that day, it was like a weird interaction because we had met like I think it was like a Tinder meetup. Okay. And like when I used to do the online dating, like I wasn't one of those guys that was like, oh, let's meet up right away. Like I had no interest in meeting you right until I felt like you were cool. Right, right. So like we was talking for like a week or two and I hadn't brought up meeting up because again, I was doing spots at night, whatever. Right, right, right. So she brought up like, hey, are you a real person? Because you haven't brought up meeting up and guys usually want to meet up or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, yeah, you're right. Let's meet up. I was like, could you do tomorrow? She was like, could you do tomorrow? I was like, yeah, I could do tomorrow, but I'm I'm coming from work at the airport. I was like, so if I run into traffic, I'm working at Queens LaGuardia. I'm coming to the city. If I run into traffic, I may be a couple minutes late. Right. Long story short, I, I showed up and I was like 20 minutes late. Mm -hmm. I was like maybe 10 minutes late. But when I got there, she was mad that I was late. So she didn't come down for another 20 minutes. So she made me I, I, like... I was 10 minutes late, so she made me wait 20 minutes before she came down. And when she came down, it was the first time I was meeting her. And she was like, again, another attractive girl. But like, she got into the car as if we were like a married couple. And, <laughs> and, 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 and I was always doing this. Like, I was always, <laughs> like, that was her energy. Like, first time we meet, it wasn't like a hi, nice to meet you. It was get in my car, slam the door, what the fuck? And I'm like, hi. Like I'm thinking that's like a joke that's she's doing because so so I forgot that I was late because she made me wait for so long. I thought she was going to come in down apologetic, you know, but she wasn't that. She was just very, very angry. And I th at first I thought it was a joke, but then we pulled off and like we're driving a couple blocks and she's just like very angry. Like she's yelling at me like this girl was when I first met. Like she's just yelling at me in the car. And then I pull over and I'm like, I pull over by a train station. I'm like, hey, you could just like, you can go if you want. We, we don't have to do this. This is not like a, a a forced date. Like, I don't want you to feel like you're forced to have to go on this date. You can just get out and it's fine. It's like no love lost. And um, she she kept saying, for some reason, like she brought up, she was just like, whatever, just don't rape me. Like she kept saying that. Like she brought up rape like four or five times that night, which I thought that was very weird. Like that, so it wasn't like I, my life was in danger, but I was like, what's going on here? Like, why does she keep telling me not to rape her? So then, that's a, that's a crazy vibe kill. <laughs> yeah, I got that. Yeah, <laughs> but like that's also like just like a it's a weird thing to say to someone. She was pissed off for like the first hour of the. Wait, it, wait, it, pause, it, it got to the point where like I was like. She was so mad. Like we went to a date. When we went to a restaurant, she was pissed off at the restaurant. Like she's giving the waitress attitude, the waiter, everyone attitude. Wait. It was so thing where I was like, "All right, let's see how smooth you are. See if you could flip this. Yeah. See if you could flip and, her and, and get then, her to enjoy." And then the night. And then y'all hooked up for months. Yeah, we that night. That night we hung out till like four in the morning. Like, but was she? Did she ever like? Get rid of the attitude. Yeah, bro. she yeah she had like a drink, and then I I was like, all right, you gotta like be funny, like just be yeah, funny. Yeah. So I just started like trying to trying to get her to come around, and after she had a drink, she cooled down, and then yeah, and then she was cool. And we hung out to like four in the morning. We went to another place, hung out to like four in the morning. Did you ever like bring up how this fit in the like? Would you bring up this this like inter weird interaction later on with her? Um, I I never brought it up. No, she heard me tell this story on another podcast, <laughs> and, and she, she got, got upset with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. what she said. She was just like, did you fucking bullshit? Like, this is not, this is not, she's like, this is not what happened. And then she said I was a, she said I was a, a bad guy. She said I was the worst guy. This is what she said. She said, she said, you're, you're, you're worse than a bad guy. She said, because you're a guy that thinks he's good oh and he's my, not. But, hilarious. but she was mad. We, we made that's up hilarious. after that and we're cool now. Yeah. We made up after that. We're cool. Like, yeah. She just had a hot temper. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. yeah. We're cool now. And so, so now that you're working so much, like, do you feel like you have, like, do you have time to date at all or, like, be, or, like, you know, I mean, 
I don't know if you ever, if marriage is one thing that you ever want to do in, in the future, like, you know, but finding, how yeah. to engage that. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to it's find hard, time, like to find time because it's not just me. It's my whoever I'm dating. Like I got a her schedule too. Yeah, has to match up. And also, you're at night with usually. with me. Yeah. Uh, now and I, I spoke. I touched about. I touched on this uh, through Hannah's podcast. Like now, I'm in a weird spot because, like I like I said, I had I, I recently lost my mom. Like my mom passed away last year. Sorry. So now I have a feeling of like I want to like have a, like a kid or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like that's just like a a misdirection of like feelings towards that where I'm expressing it towards another thing. So I'm trying to remain in a place of like, I'm not going to do that right now because mm -hmm. if I do do it, I want to make sure it's something that I actually want to do and not something I'm doing because of what I'm dealing right, with of course. emotionally with like of my course. mom's thing. What do you, if you had to like kind of, like what what is like the the dream woman per se for, for you? I feel like it's something that's got to have like that strong like dedication, motivation the way you do. Or like that, I don't know that, I don't know how to describe that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I would ideally, yeah, you would want a woman that's like a, a woman that's like. Like, a, I don't think you, I, like for, I'm obviously I know you for 45 minutes, but it's yeah. just like I feel like you have your shit together. So relatively, yeah. No, but like more than the average individual. Um, it depends who's your average individual, <laughs> right? I guess. Um, I mean. I don't, don't I don't date, you, you I don't know, I don't date guys. Together. Like, sometimes I tell this to women, like, I don't date guys, so I don't know what you experience. So, because cause I'll have a woman Dude, tell me that. I think standards are pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, have a woman tell, I'll have a woman tell me that, but she's like, I'm like, oh, I didn't know, because I don't know, like, I don't know guys like that. But you know, like, your friends, your, you know. They're all losers, but, <laughs> but this, is, this is my group of friends. <laughs> this is my specific group of friends. I don't think all the guys are like this. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I, I, the bar is I, low. The bar is low for women. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, so so um, I don't know. Like I, think, I mean, I, I hope yeah. I don't know. To be honest, right now I gotta figure. I gotta figure it out because right now, like I think, um, if 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 I'm gonna find somebody to share my life with, like, and 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 we're gonna go on this like, she's gonna come on this ride with me of like this journey through like trying to figure out this world of entertainment and where I could end up and what I'm gonna do and. You know, like, uh, you know, I have I have goals of like doing, you know, good things and, and bringing somebody along. And if I meet somebody today, it's like, all right, I've been doing this for 10 years already. So it's like if you're going to join into this, I want to feel like you're doing like you're bringing something to it that I need. Not not like just coming into it for the ride of like whatever comes with it. Like hopefully it's like, you know, uh, it's it's like more success. But it's like if you're going to come for that ride, I need you to bring something to it. And like for me. Uh, what I find important is like, I I don't mind like I have a a kind of old school mentality, not in a machista way, but like I don't mind being the person who's like a provider or like the the right. person because it's like uh, unless I'm dating like a, a a you know a very highly professional woman or somebody who else who's in the entertainment industry, um, if I'm dating like a regular uh, nine to five girl, the, uh, the odds are that I'll probably be in a different financial place than she is right. because of, you know, what I do, whatever. So I don't mind, like, being, like, that person, but it's just, like, I just want to feel like she's adding, like, stuff to me. And um, I'm, I'm not sure what that stuff is, but I, I've, I've realized that, like, acts of service are, like, mm. the shit that, like, really right. is important. Not important, but, like, that's something where I'm, like, all right, this person cares about me. It's not really, like, expensive gifts or anything like that. It's more just, like, just, like, doing stuff to make my life, like, easier. And I will do the same for her. Is it hard sometimes for for you now that um, 
you know, you found success to yeah. to get. Okay, but yeah, in your where's this going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say the success. <laughs> Whatever your definition of success yeah, is, yeah. but but to like to filter out the people who are there for uh, for you specifically, or because. In their eyes as well, they see you as, as successful. Well, to, I mean, I made the joke now, but to be honest, I don't. I've had girls tell me that, but like, I don't really feel that I'm at a point where that. Like, I feel like if you if you trying to jump on this train for success, like you're aiming really low because, <laughs> like, I have. I, I feel like this is like a. I, I still think that it's like a reach, like to think that I'm gonna be like really, really successful. So I don't like. I don't go. I don't date girls thinking like, oh, she wants to be with me because. Of where it's going, I haven't reached that point, uh, that much success yet, where I'm like, where I feel like I, I'm still naive, where I be thinking girls like me for me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> but, like, I'm such a, but you know, I think I'm that's such a charismatic a, guy. A, no, but a, I think that shows like you're still very hungry. Oh, for sure, and that that's the most important. Because sure. no matter how successful, even if it's like a bajillion followers and X, Y, and Z, it's like I I feel like you're the type of person that would keep that same hunger. Yeah, I mean, I try to keep myself humble. I try to yeah. keep myself no matter what. I mean, not that again. I haven't. I have. I feel like I haven't achieved stuff that would that would get me out of the that would out of this realm where I shouldn't be like where I should have a big head about it. But that's relative. Because you were some people, six or seven years ago, you're right, right. It's relative. Before, it's know? relative. Some people. I seen some people. They'll they'll fucking be on the background of the Tonight Show, like be in the crowd, that's and nice. they'll and they'll get a big head <laughs> off that. So it is relative. Um, but I, I, I've never really felt that, like, no girl that I've dated was with me. Like, I, I feel like, uh, to be honest, most girls that I've dated were with me in spite of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> not not because of what I do. Okay, so, to wrap things up, so I know we, we kind of talked about goals earlier, but say come back on the show in a few years. Yeah. Where... Well, what, the goal what? is to not come back. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be, I want to be so successful. Way too big to come. When you reach out, I'm like, who? (laughs) Who the fuck? (laughs) You want me to go to a garage in Brooklyn? No, I'm not doing that. How'd you get this number? No, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Uh, So when you when you don't when you don't answer your texts, uh, when I reach out in in a few years, where where do you ideally hope that like life is at in general? This is really what I want out of this. I just want the brand of who I am to grow. Like, I want more people to watch my stand-up. I want more people to come out to see my stand-up. I want people to watch it because, like, how you saw it last night, I feel like if people did watch it, they would find that they relate to a lot of the stuff that I talk about, and they'll be like, oh, this is a guy that's speaking to my language. I'm 31. I'm first generation, uh, uh, you know, Dominican dude from New York, and I feel like I... I the brand of comedy that I do is like a voice for like people my age, no matter where you come right, from, right. no matter what you do. Like we all go through the same stuff. We all deal. We all do dating. We all have parents. So I feel like those people, I want more of them to listen to me. And as long as that continues to happen and continues to grow, I feel like I'm on the right path. And then everything else is is great. That could that could mean me selling out a weekend of comedy clubs in your city, or me selling out Madison Square Garden. Yep. It's just as long as that continues to to grow, I'm good with that. Beautiful. I mean, I hope that one day we'll, we'll see you at MSG. 
Why yeah, not? yeah. You I probably won't. You'll probably <laughs> see me here. Right back here. Yeah, Like, hey, man, it didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> I'm back. Though. I'm back to promote. Got more stories for you. Went to Minnesota, and uh, <laughs> they're still running wild over there. Uh, still gouging my eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> no, but all seriousness, um, thank you so much for for coming on. Uh, I appreciate you. It was a pleasure, pleasure to meet you, and pleasure, pleasure to have you on my show. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you for having. This is this was fun, fun, uh, easy conversation. Uh, everybody, check out my my comedy central yes. special. It's called Growing Shame. It's on, uh, it's on YouTube for free, along with a whole bunch of other stand-up. I got my yep. Tonight Show set. I got my other Comedy Central sets. It's all there. You can watch like an hour of comedy, of my comedy, um, all on YouTube. And, uh, You're and always I'm, around the city? Huh? You're always around yeah, the city. Yeah, and I'm, I'm around the city. My Instagram, Ian Lara Live. It's my name, Ian Lara Live. I'm sure they'll, they'll plug it. And uh, filming my HBO uh, special July 16th here in Brooklyn, New York, downtown Brooklyn. Uh, if you're in New York area, you want to come out, I'll be posting about that. You get tickets. And if not, it'll be out in November. Just watch it and stream it and tell people about me. That's all I really want. to try to come to the July 16th taping. Yeah, for sure. It's They're free. It's free. I'll get it's it. It's in, uh, where is it? Roulette Theater, right, right by Barclays. Okay, never been yeah. there, so I'll go. Yeah, Amazing. yeah. It's going to be, you know, hopefully it'll be good. You know, it's my second special um, uh, that I do in the last, you know, year. To You know, so, so it's growing. So we'll see. I appreciate you, though. Thank you, brother.